Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Jetpacks are overrated. Welcome back to Jetpacks Are Overrated. I'm Seamus Byrne. It's been a while, but we are back together again at long last, and I have a lot of cool conversations and discussions planned for you now that we're back on track. To get things motoring up once again, I've got a short and sweet chat this week looking at the state of AI adversaries and challenge systems in video games. Not from the perspective of can this AI beat some humans, but instead from the idea that AI could do a lot to enhance our enjoyment of game experiences if we start applying it in new ways. At a recent esports event, the Intel Extreme Masters in Katowice, Poland, I had a chance to have a really quick chat with Frank Soki, Intel Vice President of Gaming, about where AI is heading to better challenge players of all skill levels and ultimately how this feeds into a lot of great use cases for smarter AI systems on our home PCs. So we're here at IEM Katowice. So, you know, we're really looking at the height of gaming, you know, the pinnacle of professional gaming. Um, And the panel that we were just talking about, the thing that really piqued my interest was looking at the potential for AI in gaming and that we're really only just scratching the surface so far. I mean, even 20 years ago, I sort of remember, you know, when we had those first feelings of just playing against the computer in an FPS of any kind, it felt like this is exciting and new, Yeah, yeah. but there's so much more that we can be doing. Yeah, in terms of in terms of artificial intelligence, the the term is used kind of broadly and very loosely. But uh, thanks for bringing it back to gaming because it's how you apply artificial intelligence to a specific you know problem or opportunity or even entertainment media, which is how I think of gaming right now. Mm. Um, and I'm seeing AI both from a purpose-built silicon accelerator perspective as well as from an algorithmic perspective, but it's really in service of solving a problem or improving something. And um, I tended to think of this thing from a few different angles. One is from a developer perspective. Um, the, the, the gamers and even the audience, they're going to get kind of bored with very limited worlds, right? And so when I, I was talking about procedurally generated worlds, how do you do that in a way that scales beyond the, you know, the human being developer to go create those things? I mean, that's very hard to do. Yeah. So if you think about procedurally generated worlds built on an AI engine where that AI engine could start, you know, expanding world and experiences based on the audience viewpoints, based on the gamer interactions, that's something that an individual developer could not do or scale to go. Yeah. So I, I, I saw it from that perspective. The other perspective I see it from is 
um, the the non-player characters could be activated a little bit more than just canned responses. Right? Yeah. A lot of the non-player characters kind of pop up. They challenge you a little bit and then go away. But they're, they're, they're sort of predictable in what they do. And people love – if they love anything, they love the, the excitement and the newness of something. Mm. So uh, non-player characters could be animated with their, like AI engines. And the other one is, uh, you know, I want to become a better player. I want, I want someone who can actually coach me, someone who's aware of, you know, my keyboard mouse style, someone who can measure my performance against other per- people who are playing gaming, mm. and then make recommendations on how I can improve what I'm doing. And I think you can do that not beyond just, you know, canned procedures like a, a, flow, a flow diagram. You can do that because an AI engine could give you insight on that. Mm. And then in my audience example, because I want to see a lot more interactivity around the audience side of things is, if we get to the point where the audience can pick their point of view and not just one one stream point of view, you know, 46 million have people have 46 million different cameras, you're going to need an AI engine to start making recommendations about where they should be looking, especially in these procedurally generated worlds. Yeah. So there's a ton of, you know, there's a software spiral that's going to need more hardware and performance, and then we'll, we'll focus on AI for to accelerate specific algorithms. Yeah. And just, so how do you feel like we get sort of to that point where the because right now clearly when ai is within video game context are being built they're they're essentially yeah they're getting given a clear set of rules Mm -hmm. um and it is that you know when player does this do this like it's kind of i mean i guess in in some respects we're we're kind of misusing ai in a lot of ways in terms of applying it to what we have now yeah that's not true ai yeah and so I'm, i'm really loving this idea that that it's really going to watch what you're doing and that it can then have the rules in place for it to start thinking about, okay, how can it improve your experience by kind of changing what it's doing to to ensure that it's challenging you in the right ways. And then that coaching thing, I think, is a really fascinating yeah. aspect as well. And it needs to adapt to you because not, not all human beings are built the same way, mm-hmm. right? Not everybody has the same dexterity or left or right-handed or some people don't don't have a left or right hand or they're missing a finger. It's like, hey, I'm aware of what you're doing. I've seen your style. I can help you improve. Here's my coaching elements, mm. right? I mean, you know, I have uh, two kids and they play games in completely different ways. You know, one of them is an explorer, you know, and yeah. she will want to, you know, there's a cool thing I saw on the map that, you know, is like a million miles away. I'm just going to head for it, you know, because it's a cool thing. I want to see it. Whereas my son wants to, you know, defeat every challenge within <laughs> that first five meter radius before he ever moves kind of you know, beyond it um so clearly there are those kinds of potentials to to have something start to pick up on what's the per, what does this person want to do in this world and how yeah. do we enhance that yeah, yeah very cool so how do you uh like what do you think are the steps that developers need to sort of take to start to do this and what is it that the tech is gonna um you know, how is the tech gonna make this more possible it begins um i think by de- kind of defining an end state where you think you'd like to be and then some of the early steps to get there and then adjusting based on what you learned. Mm. Uh, I'll begin with the audience example. You know, I gave you an uh, artificial intelligence example that said, you know, if only we could give the 46 million viewers, the 46 million different independent cameras so they could pick anywhere inside the stream to look. So AI could take over and make recommendations because it's going to be a complex world. Mm. Well, the first step is engaging the audience. So the first step to some of these AI opportunities would be first, put the stream in, in the hands of audience control. Mm. And then when you start giving them more interaction and more immersiveness, then you can apply AI to make their experience better. There are some very simple ways to do this. The non-player character one is the most, is the sim- oversimplistic one. You could play AI, apply AI algorithms to that now. 
not just if A, then B, then C, you know, canned responses. It takes a little bit of effort, but I think companies like Intel are making it easier through the SDKs and some of the, the, the programming methods that make that a lot easier to go to go consume. Yeah. The other thing that leaps to mind there is uh, in that kind of viewing potential, you know, that whole job in esports right now of observers, you know, being able to, you know, have that skill of essentially being that, you know, that camera person for the audience, mm-hmm. um, having that potential for, you know, for a system to be able to say, okay, well, this is where the next big play is going to happen. Like helping, giving them that extra kind of little bit of guidance so that they they nail that positioning just right mm-hmm. to capture that moment. It's, there's a huge potential there. Yeah. Um, so what, uh, you know, what around this stuff is probably for you, uh, you know, what do you think is going to be the big driver for this next 10 years? Because, uh, you know, literally 2020 is only a few months away. Uh, you know, this next decade, what sort of excites you most about what you think will actually start to kind of get happening uh, that's going to really elevate this sort of experience? I think I'll go back to applying some of the AI elements to, you know, really enhance the gameplay on the audience side. It's yeah. got to be fundamental with one of the things we have to do there. Because by doing that, you're going to invite more people into this environment. In, in gaming, and I don't mean just electronic gaming, but gaming fundamentally is a human condition. Everybody yeah. games. I play cards or board games or I'm going to do esports, right? Yeah. Um, so including the audience and, you know, making it interactive and making it immersive is, to me, really high on my list. There's a lot of consequential actions from a technology per- point of view when you focus on a problem like that. I've got to build the infrastructure. I've got to, you know, remove latency. I've got to, under, you know, understand where latency is. The round trip interactivity is going to become important, not just to gamers, but to the audience side of things. What's the balance of compute between cloud, edge, and the PC side or the phone side of things? Yeah, how do you go manage that? Um, you know, distributed uh, compute, meaning graphics and CPU or, and uh, storage. How, do you, how does that disaggregated compute come together? And then the workloads, how do they get modernized to take advantage of it? I mean, we're on this incredible journey where, you know, I, I believe um, gaming is the tip of the spear to a lot of workloads that are going to be able to benefit when gaming finds the breakthrough technology elements in the use cases, they'll benefit content creation and autonomous driving and, and industrial IoT. I mean, just it's amazing when you solve these round trip latency problems with huge data sets, how that how that's gonna help every other workload. Jetpacks are overrated as hosted and produced by me, Seamus Byrne. You can find me online on Twitter, I'm at Seamus, or you can email the show via Jetpacks at biteside.com. You can check out all shows from Byteside at biteside.com and catch up on past episodes or just subscribe via your favorite podcast app. And we're also available through Spotify. I'll be back very shortly with more news, insights, and interviews. We'll catch you then. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.